Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, Lowell's is back, and we need to put a capper on the DFS Sim War saga. We've been talking about it on the show for the past couple of months. Some of you guys eat it up. Some of you guys are desperate for us to get back to our roots with DFS drama and whatnot. But we had to bring on one of the OG Sims, Matt Hunter from Saber Sim today. We're going to talk to him about what they've been working on over the years, some of the common misconceptions with Sims that are out there, and kind of his thoughts on this overall landscape. It is Lowell's with Brian Hooper and Pete Overzet. Let's go. I, does he think? I it's think he thinks goat. this. He thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. Please. Please don't do bus. All right, Matt Hunter from Saber Sim. But first, let me check here with my host, Brian Hooper. Brian, how are we doing today? Uh, <clears throat> I... Went out to work on my boat with my my dad, not like an hour ago. Yeah, opened the uh, the back compartment, a giant raccoon in there. Seriously, like oh, it had been living in there for a while. We haven't. I haven't driven in like a month. I haven't had like people over and stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah so I guess he's been chilling, chilling in there. <clears throat> it, was, it was alive. You, he's alive. He's still in there. That, wow. All right. Did Did you shriek, Brian? What was your reaction? No, I was like, fuck that raccoon, pussy raccoon, kick its ass. No, yeah, I ran like a little girl. No, no. Like, <laughs> my dad shut it. And uh, and then, like, uh, we, like, we tried some, you know, stupid caveman stuff that didn't work. And then yeah, I called some animal places. You know what you cost? Fucking 300 bucks to get that raccoon out of there. It's like. Wow. So Google says uh, throw some, like like vinegar they hate vinegar smell apple cider vinegar stuff like that threw some rags over him boogie down yep. out of there now we're just gonna see if he, he takes off three hundred dollars brian that's money you could be sending spending on another sim product that's here right in the, yeah. in the dfs streets um <laughs> let's see we do have our guest matt hunter here from saber sim uh matt do you want to address this uh allegation <laughs> from mr brain himself travis petty who says you look nervous yeah. right now yeah i feel like Travis has been trying to uh, get, you know, get my nerves high. He's he's been like jabbing at me all all week, or actually not all week since yesterday, since the the video preview came out. Um, I'm not nervous though. My dog, of course, started going crazy right when the stream started, so figured that would happen. So he must be nervous, but I'm not. Yeah, I mean, we we got Travis, who's famously waging this war against the Simbros. It's his brain versus the Sims. As an OG Simbro, I mean, it does feel like you and Travis Petty. We've been trying to orchestrate some kind of boxing match here. Is it is it you versus Petty? You guys might. How, how tall are you? Uh, I'm like six feet. Uh, I, okay. I'm not the boxing. So Will, he he's in chat right now. He's our data guy. I posted the tweet like a couple months ago that he's willing to uh kickbox or you know mma fight anybody any other sim or brain bro so um travis and will if you guys want to get that organized i think 
I think Will would be down for sure. <laughs> there you go. We will continue uh, yeah. to try to stoke the flames, Brian. Do you think we can make this a reality here? I don't know. I mean, I don't. Th- I don't think you want to mess with Travis if he's if he's if he's cranking homers out of Wrigley, just you know, casually <laughs> during you know BP. Uh, yeah. But I have a feeling Travis is probably not interested in fighting anybody. So. Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not brains versus brawn, right? But it's brains versus Sims. That uh, is how. Matt got on the show. He promised us someone from Sabres and will fight. So this has yeah. to happen. That is the new criteria for Lowell's. We have updated it. Used to be you just had to win a Millie Maker, and yeah. it is now you now need to be willing to go to blows over your <laughs> DFS product. Those are the two qualifications. <laughs> uh, Matt, why don't you, for people who aren't familiar with you, why don't you give us just a, a little, uh, yeah. I don't know, a little resume, a little high-level overview, who you are, what you've been doing uh, in the DFS space. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I started Saber Sim. I was just looking that up this morning, um, like almost 10 years ago now, um, which is pretty wild. Uh, I, I'm i not the typical, like I didn't come from a poker gambling background. I came from like a baseball stats nerd background. Um, started, you know, I basically like was kind of doing stats research, some writing for fan graphs, and then wanted to write my own sim as like kind of a research tool. So I started doing that like 10 years ago, realized, um, you know, it could be used for DFS, you know, to create projections, um, stuff like that. And so I've sort of just been like iteratively improving. Um, so started with just baseball, but like um, NHL, NBA, NFL, all, you know, probably at least five, six years ago, um, we've, we've had, all the sports. So we've kind of just been like slowly uh, growing. Um, and, and like, I think that we're not as um, public in terms of like big personalities and stuff like that, but we're sort of just like adding more and more sports, um, more and more tools and, uh, and really focusing on like the, the sim, like the game sim aspect uh, initially, obviously over the past few months, it's been more on the contest sim side, but um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the overall summary but been doing the sim stuff for yeah almost a decade now did you did you purposely not want to say saber metrics because it sounds too dorky or uh because usually you uh, have to find out if you're going to talk about fan graphs and baseball stats come on yeah i mean well obviously saber sim is a you know comes from saber metrics yeah i, I think i started when i started out i was like baseball-sim.com which apparently I think still redirects to SaberSim, but then I was like, oh, I got to think of a, a good name that combines like Sabermetrics and simulations. Uh, I got real creative there. You got uh, it. You nailed name, it. But yeah, I, I, I did nail it. Did, did was SaberSim was on Fangrass for a bit, wasn't it? Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah. for a while. Yep, yep. Um, we had the just like the projections on, there was like a, a page on Fangrass that had all the projections and then like on the player pages too. Um, I think we kind of, moved past the point of like projections really having much value and it's kind of a pain to to keep that up so uh, but yeah we were on there for a few years and i think some people got learned about us from you know through looking yeah. at fan grass pages yeah i remember those were the days man those were glory days yeah that's old school were, were you ever were you always interested in the sims from the product and kind of entrepreneurial side or did you ever consider no. kind of hoarding this for your own play uh so i mean i got into sims from like the nerdy side of like wanting to like research stuff and um yeah. like solve problems um yeah i uh 
I, I learned about DFS through like a friend that was sort of um, following what I was doing with SaberSim initially before I got into DFS and, and he was like, you should like sell this as a product basically. Um, and so I, I really more got into it from the entrepreneurial side rather than my own play. I mean, I, at the time I did not really have any money, so I don't think I had any, you know, I wasn't like trying to like grind out, you know, hmm. um, making profit. I, I, and I like building software. Um, I think it's like a lot more fun for me personally to like build tools and, and build sites and, and, and write code than, um, you know, the, the gambling side of it though, you know, I do some of both now. You know, that is a, I bet a very familiar process for DFS Simbros like me, because back in the day when you're trying to figure all this stuff out, I couldn't been the only one who's going to like sabermetric forums and, and, and the, the basketball equivalent, like what is it? Aber metric or whatever. Um, and you go in those forums and you steal these nerd stuff and then come up with your own variations of making your own projections and simulations and stuff like that, because <clears throat> a, they're not your competition. And a lot of them too, if you got involved in those forums would answer your questions. A lot of them were professors and, or people who worked at schools. Um, and I, I, I bet a lot of pro DFS players did the exact same thing and scoured mm. those old forums and 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 used a lot of their ideas um it's so it's interesting it's just kind of coming at it from a different angle of going into this software business as opposed to right and as opposed to gambling but it's definitely a big part of it and you'll read a lot of those forums now uh i mean back then if the posts are still there and you'll see some of these guys who are coming up with you know pretty creative not dfs relevant more like judging a lot of big a lot of this that that side of it is judging players over time and like comparing generations mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which isn't really relevant for DFS, but they'll, they'll be like, they'll be like anti-gambling, like in an ignorant way from such intelligent people. It's shocking. They'll be like, Oh, you can't, you can't beat gambling. Everyone knows the casino always wins. And it's like, you know, you know, you know, maybe you should look into this. Actually don't look into this. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just use your stuff. No, for sure. There's like a weird, like stigma against, uh, gambling and and dfs and um sports betting and stuff within like that kind of sabermetrics nerd stat um sphere there's there's definitely like a lot of those sites are like kind of refuse to like even get into it at all and it's you know it's interesting i i i mean even without the gambling i think there's just i mean dfs especially it's just like such an interesting problem to solve it's it's funny that more people don't want to even just get into it just out of the curiosity of like the game theory and all that stuff. That's just, you know, kind of an endless uh, set of questions to answer. So. Yep. Yeah. It, it was big. Sorry, P it was big in the uh, like the bill James era with um, Moneyball coming out and stuff like that. But even slightly before that, it was really getting, getting popular and it's, it is, it is super, super new, but like, I mean, I made my first models long before DFS. Um, just being a, a, a nerd baseball fan and just trying to compare. Cause I wanted, I was working in minor league baseball at the time and trying to figure out like, how, how can I get someone to hire me? <laughs> you know, cause I'm yeah, not, hitting, yeah. you know, I'm not hitting BP, BP balls, uh, you know, out of Wrigley left and right, like, like Petty. So like um, what angle can I use? And that was a specific, like purposely was trying to get that. And um, 
but back then they were still just so many meatheads. They weren't, they weren't having it. And, uh, I quit yeah. after like three or four years anyway. So, but, um, that, that was, that was good times, man. Back then when Sabermetrics first, first started getting popular and you had to go on Amazon, like the original Amazon to get all the old almanacs and stuff like that. It was, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Pete, if you were, you had a no, question. No, no, no. I uh, I'm appreciating just a couple of nerds reminiscing about the good old days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like me and Brian brother. could probably we could talk <laughs> about this for like hours, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Matt, one of the reasons, I mean, we wanted to have you on for multiple reasons, but you had been, I know you've been watching the shows and I want to say one of the comments you mentioned specifically was that you think there's some pretty big misconceptions about SIM, SIM products. And I'm curious, I mean, that could go in a lot of different directions as far as from the consumer side, from the builder side, but what are some of the things that have been, I don't know, chapping your ass as you sit here from afar as as (laughs) SIMs become the biggest buzzword in DFS? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're right. There's a lot of directions. Uh, I don't want to hop in my soapbox and just um, do a big monologue about what's wrong with, with all the other SIM products out there. Um, I mean, I, I think first of all, is like, and you guys have gone over this, the um, like this whole, I mean, I know Travis like trolls half the time or probably more with like this brain versus SIMs thing. And you guys have gone over like, it's a stupid dichotomy. Right. Um, but like, I, I do think uh, this idea that like, sims are like antithetical to to brains or like even antithetical to like making your own decisions um it's just like so ridiculous um there i think but i think the the idea comes from sort of like i understand where they're coming from um with this idea of like this pushback against like the sim bros who just um click want to click a button and they rate out their lineups and then they they click enter um but you know, I think the Sims right now, like what we're seeing, the, the Sim Wars and stuff, is um, it's Sim products, right? And I th- think the concern is that the products are just like taking away um, that control and that agency. And there's there's a this lack of transparency of like how do the Sims actually work? Like what is going on um, in the background of like the methodology and how are like the games actually like are there actually game simulations and like play-by-play sims like how the distributions and ranges of outcomes working and um you know i think one thing that we've tried to do really hard at saber sim is to integrate the sims like into the existing uh infrastructure existing product where like you can make your own decisions um you can like upload projections you can make rules you can make like groups you can basically do everything you were already doing with your optimizer with your process and then you can like run the sims get the results you got the your roi your you know we've got like risk adjusted roi we've got win rate cash rate and then take those numbers and like integrate them however you want into your process but the idea that it's like oh if you're a brain player you can't be a sim player um or vice versa is uh it's just wrong um it's i think probably the brain players as as petty likes to call them can get the most value out of the sims uh, because you have this like really time efficient way of integrating ownership and upside and correlation into your process, which previously you had to like take a bunch of extra time to integrate that stuff and make a bunch of rules. And that took time away from being able to actually like incorporate your value add, your like no ball adjustments. And now you can like 
spend more time making those adjustments and using your brain and less time trying to like fiddle with rules to like get at what the similarity does best. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's, that's like one of the big things that's just been bothering me is like this, that, that just false dichotomy. I agree. I mean, I basically said that very similar to that. I mean, if I'm going to, if I'm going to defend the brain players here for a second, I'll, I'll and it, take the and other. You're pain to do so. I'll, 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 I'm so. I'm a brain player now. I'm switching. I Petty's convinced me. <laughs> yeah, right. You, ju- you could just do it. You could just be 0.001%, just like that, Pete. All you have to do is Jonathan Mingo back to a full practice this week, Brian. You, got <laughs> you don't think I knew that? You don't think I knew that? <laughs> and uh, uh, what, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. If I'm if I'm flipping a hat, I could I could see where if you don't have the software developer developer like you telling them specifically what you want and like maybe there's some tricks that a sim can't do with like building line lineups like the sim as like a product that's out there that you could buy doesn't do something specifically you want uh i could see that technically being something but that still doesn't really dis disprove the idea that matt was that i agree with that matt was mentioning because then you could actually just hire your own developer and have them build your specific sim that outputs lineups in a fashion of your whatever tricks you're adding on uh uh that that the current sims don't do so you still could do it right and i mean not to to toot my own horn too much but like on saber sim like you can do any of that stuff that you like even if there's like oh the sim can't account for like these two players i know that they're like not going to both hit their their ceiling in the same like i don't want them together in the same lineup the sims don't understand that it's like i'll just make a, a group you know and like you can do any of that stuff set like a man projection so you're not getting like lineups that you know are like worse you know have too low of a projection to be viable don't you know you can set ownership rules like you can do any of that stuff within yeah that framework and i think that's why it's so important to have sims integrated with like your existing process and not have it just be this like separate thing where you have to like upload all like upload your field, upload your projections, like be pulling data from all these different places it takes longer. There's more room for error. So that, that's really my big thing is like the streamlined process. Error is a big underrated point of this because like my shit breaks a lot. And mm-hmm. so like it, it basically rarely if ever breaks when you're paying for it. Um, I would think the brain players probably would say, no, 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 no. That's why you don't know the, what the brain players are doing. So you can't, you can't say you add that into your sim yet because they have some secret, secret maneuvers they do. Uh, but yeah, there is, there's basically nothing you can't implement into a sim that you're doing. You know, maybe, maybe there's, maybe there's something I don't know uh, that they're doing, but there, you should be able to implement it even if they don't have it currently and to pay someone to do it on the back end. Um, yeah, you could, you, uh, for most brain players, I would say it's just, it's just a benefit. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I would think that most brain players are, you know, they've got their own projections, right. Or they're just like choosing players They upload their projections. They like build their lineups in an optimizer and like, and set rules, like based on what their brain is telling them to do. Right. So, I mean, obviously we don't, I don't know what, but like, Presumably, the idea is that brain players are care about the actual player projections. But like, I mean, you can upload projections, you can change projections, you can make rules. So I, I don't really see what this uh, pushback is really about. Um, if you have a sim tool that like allows you to 
still make those decisions. Switching gears slightly, like from the business side with all of the sim wars as like an OG, like have you guys experienced a first mover advantage? Like all of this interest in sims is actually, you know, resulting in a lot of subs for you guys with kind of your domain expertise, or is it an actual war, a turf war, and you guys are now competing for market share with all of these other sites and, and wrestling for the same, you know, cohort of customers? Um, I mean, I'm not going to get into our specific, like sub numbers and stuff, but like, it's been good for us. Like the, the, uh, we, I mean, we've been talking about Sims for many years. Right. And like even contest Sims, which, you know, we've been doing play by play game Sims the whole for, for like dozen different sports. Right. Uh, the contest Sims are newer and that's what these products are about, but even contest Sims we've been talking about in our content our video content we, that we've been putting out for um two plus years you know so the, the content that we're giving to users right so like we've been talking at contest since like our users are aware of them and like we're really really excited and i think we've gotten a lot of um yeah a lot of interest as sims become more mainstream and there's interest in like people are understanding how important um contest sims are uh, and sims are to to just like a good dfs process and i think the fact that we already had a really really strong product before releasing these sims where like we were already kind of doing a lot of the stuff that sims are trying to do not we didn't literally have the run contest sim button but we were using contest sims to like back test a lot of our um metrics and and a lot of our defaults and stuff like that so it's just sort of like a next step in in our um, evolution as a product. Well, can we talk about the sim maybe for a little bit, Pete? I have some experience yeah. with their products. So it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, right now you're doing 5,000 cap field, right? Uh, that you could simulate. Has that changed? No, right? Um, yeah, so it is, it's, uh, we actually do 10,000 for showdowns right now. Um, we, there's some just, technical limitations for like viewing all 10,000 of them uh, for main slates is 5,000. Um, oh, but so yeah, we have like that the... number up to 10 on showdowns. It will, it will actually, because, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the so, default is five. Yeah. So this is for like our fields that were right. auto generating for showdowns. Um, we now do 10 um, for, yeah, for main slates, it's five, but we have like the like 12 different, fields that we generate automatically right. as news hits and, and sims updates so we have like the the you know low stakes mme low stakes single entry uh high stakes single entry high stakes 20 max like literally like a dozen different options then we will create fields for all of those and and those are all five thousand. um yeah how so how do you build your like high stakes single entry or something like that what do you what, i mean can you talk about that like what are you doing different mm -hmm. Are you predicting uh, differently and then? Yeah, so we, I mean, it's not, it, we don't start with ownership and back into the field lineups. It's, we've always generated ownership projections through building field lineups. That's what we were already doing. Um, we have gotten better at it. Um, so we basically just like back tested. We've got our whole like contest database, right? So we look at all of the contests of this type. So like high stakes single entry, um, and basically just backtested or like the settings and like the stack types and all that stuff to as close as we can match what the contests actually are. So we have these like auto 
you know, these settings that that obviously there will be like less variance, right, in the high stakes. So like the shock will be chalkier. Um, there's going to just be not as wide of uh, exposures and player pools will be tighter, stuff like that. Um, you know, the obvious stuff that everyone like knows intuitively, but we've kind of just got that like automated into the process. So I I would assume you would be a very bad salesman if you s didn't say SaberSim has the best SIM product out there. So say what 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 makes SaberSim the best uh, SIM product out there? What do you guys do better than all of these Johnny Come Latelys? So I think the big thing that, and this is uh, another like misconception or whatever issue that I've, I've heard is the game sims and um, specifically like our play-by-play -play sims that actually like are the basis for all of the player distributions are pretty key. And I think a lot of the, the talk about sims that I've heard so far is sort of overlooking like how are you actually generating the distributions for all the players and those correlations um you know the field lineups are obviously important and and you want to get those as accurate as possible and we have but i think uh what really differentiates us is you know like i said at the beginning we've been building play-by-play -play sims for almost a decade right for mlb but nfl still like a number of years and so we're going through like literally play-by-play -play each game start off you know, kickoff starts at the 25, um, Patrick Holmes like throws to Travis Kelsey, whatever, like there's, it, it like runs through the game play by play, like a Madden sim, um, you know, a hundred thousand times. Um, and what the result of that is the distribution of player points for each player, but then for all the other players in the game. And so you can't get that with just like uploading median projections and some simple correlations and even like percentiles or, or ceilings because you don't know how those player performances are interacting with each other. And I think we even have gone way deeper over the past couple of years. For NFL, for example, like we've really dug into playtime um, based on the situation of the game. So right, it's like the fourth quarter, you're down by two scores, you're going to be playing much faster, um, doing no huddles, whatever. Um, the probability of players running out of bounds when they catch the ball. Uh, and then, you know, the game script of like, are you going to punt? Are you going to kick a field goal depending on the score and the team and where you are on the field? We're like doing all of that stuff in the play-by-play -play sims. And that's just a level of nuance that you aren't going to get if you're not literally like doing that play-by-play. -play. And it's obviously a lot more important for something like Showdown where those game scripts are so important but i think even for main slates having those like upside correlations where it's not just like what's the correlation between one player's full distribution and the other it's like when this player hits their 99th percentile how does that affect the probability of all the other players in their game hitting their 50th 75th 85th 99th percentile how is that going to affect sort of like the the rest of the slate so we've really really focused on digging into those play-by-play -play sims and i think that's where a big part of our value comes in. Uh, I mean, I could talk for another 30 minutes on the other well, let's uh, talk about ways. This that we... <laughs> yeah. So that is really important. And like, <clears throat> that's one of the reasons I use run the Sims play by play data for my football, because <clears throat> I, they, I could actually get that from, from Justin, luckily get a uh, 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 friendship uh, uh, API deal. And uh, you know, so 
it does it's there's a huge difference pete you know like uh, a distribution you know is like a bell-shaped curve looks like a distribution for certain things and when you're just doing an individual bell-shaped curve for one individual player it doesn't take into account all the other interactions and so the only way to do that is either do the full play-by-play sim or you kind of have to math hack it and do a whole bunch of like these weird correlation things where, okay, well, if he goes off, the quarterback goes off, then we know the wide receivers will probably go off. And it's not really tr- a true distrib- a true to form distribution, which the wider you zoom out doesn't matter as much, but like in a showdown where you really have to zoom in, it matters a lot more. So like my question would be with Saber Sim though, the Sim part, doesn't actually use the play-by-play data, right? The sim uses the distributions from the play-by-play, which is different. Is that is that right? We've talked offline once before. Tell um, me if I'm understanding. If I'm not understanding that right, correct me. I guess I don't fully understand the distinction that you're making. So, like the for the <clears throat> sim for the contest sims, all that matters is like the points that each player score, like the DFS points that each player scores in each simulation of the game, right? Yeah. So how you get to that point, how you get to, to that point value in each point of the distribution is either through play-by-play sim or by using like your math hack approach, right? But so our like, point distributions are generated from the play-by-play sims. Um, but we're not doing fresh play-by-play sims every time you hit the run contest sim button, if that's what you're asking. Okay, maybe there was a. I was had maybe a little disconnect. Maybe <clears throat> maybe it is the exact same thing because the way I, I picture it, the way I do it, anyways, is like one game. Yeah, sure, it is like seven point four points for that game, but that counts. Like for that, that's a that's a sim. And then the next sim, mm-hmm. what happened in the next game? So it so the sim matches up with each play by play game. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's what you do too. It's not just a distribution output that's used you know no correct so like we have a hundred thousand simulations of this game so it's like sim one uh who's playing tonight bears commanders like bears win 21 7 the you know justin fields scores 18 fantasy points whatever like we have each player's points from that individual sim hundred thousand times and when you're running the contest sim it's just like each time we're just pulling a random sim of the game out and when you take all of them then you you know you're rating out the lineup with with each of those sims individually and then kind of taking the overall average roi or whatever so if i choose fifty thousand simulations in saber sim is it just picking randomly from that hundred thousand pool that you did previously Mm -hmm. okay that's still anyways that's fine okay that answers yeah. my question so yeah. that that is that is the way to do it blaine has a comment here like that um you know getting your distributions correlations from sims is the best way to do it assuming your underlying model is accurate but of course blaine this is what we're, we're this is where we're you know we're, 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 we're all guessing here and it's yeah. just this is the you're just trying to be the most accurate guesser. So like, how would you go about doing that? So yeah, if you're garbage in, garbage out. If your model stinks, then of yeah. course your sims are going to stink. But uh, but we're trying our best, and the way to to do that, especially on that like more zoomed in showdown type of play, is definitely uh, play by play sims. Yeah, no, Blaine's 
definitely correct there in terms of like the exponential bias. And we've talked about that in a lot of our content of, of like, if we probably, if we could, if we were starting from scratch, building like a play-by-play -play sim the way we did it would be a stupid idea because it takes, it's taking like years and years to get us to the point where we feel like that bias isn't having an effect. You know, I think um, Max went on Takecast last week and he was kind of talking about like when he first came on as a partner, Max Steinberg, um, you know, he was like had a lot of concerns about like some of the outputs where, you know, most of the time it's good. And then you'll get this random game where we're like five, seven points over the Vegas total or whatever. And, and same with MLB, it's like there'll be random pitchers where we're like way off or, um, and it's because when you have a bad input, it just has that exponential effect. So it's taken a long time for us to really dial in that model so that we feel really, really good about the output. And so we're still doing this like bottom up approach, but we feel very, very, you know, good about the, the output, like the mean projections, the correlations are all like they pass the eye test. Um, and they're not crazy projections, but we still get the benefit of those ranges of outcomes. Speed, speed matters too. You guys do it pretty fast, yeah. pretty damn fast. Yeah. You guys have probably a lot of experience over the years, like dealing with customers and how they interact with the Sims, what they expect from them, setting realistic expectation, because as we've done kind of this Sim media tour over the past two months, that's the thing almost all of these creators say is like, we're nervous people are gonna misunderstand what these are, how you're using them, what a realistic ROI is. Like what has been your experience with interacting with customers who might not be this deep into the weeds of what's actually happening behind the scenes? Yeah, I mean, we spend a lot of of time on education. It's our kind of our, we don't do, you know, touting, we don't do like slate breakdowns and stuff like that. All of our content uh, that we do is really focused on helping our users like understand the tools, um, understand how to use them, how to interpret them and, and get better. So there's definitely a risk like when people that are new first come on there, they don't understand what the numbers mean, have these false expectations, but uh, we've really tried to uh, focus on um, helping users like create solid, like low risk as as much as you can have low risk in GPV play. Um, you know, processes that are like diversified and and where you can kind of account for different biases that the Sims might have and understand what those numbers mean. So, yeah, I think it's all just about you know, education and having like that good onboarding process so that people can have the right expect expectations and have a good process. How do you, how do you demonstrate like short of just getting into the screenshot marketing game, how do you demonstrate that you have the best SIM tool? Like both from a pragmatic marketing standpoint in actuality showcase that yours is the best. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of hard to really prove that i think you know brian and the, i think you've said a few times in, over the past few weeks like you can't really prove it uh we i think showing our being transparent about our methodology about you know we talk a lot about our play-by-play -play sims and and every time we do like a model update um we'll do a video with you know will or eric is our other data analyst um talking about like what we've changed um how the model works and Obviously, you know, on the, you do want to have like, we do a lot of internal accuracy analysis and stuff like that, but it's really hard to just be like, hey, look at these 
R squared numbers or whatever, because it, it just doesn't resonate with people. And models change, and like when you grab the data matters, especially for something like MBA, it's just like impossible to do some sort of like accuracy analysis because it just depends on like whether they're accounting for the news that that dropped and stuff like that. So um, we're never going to prove that that we're the best, but I think talking about why our methodology is the right way to go about it. Um, and then just users, if they have a good experience and they, they win or, or they, the results make sense to them, I think that'll sort of speak for themselves. Can, can you export, I should know this, but can you export your field? Uh, yeah. That, oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when you guys are talking about that, yeah, you, you definitely can. So yeah, you go on like the contest tab and you can open up the field. And then I think you, there's like a create custom field button that like copies it over to a new build and you can. Okay. Uh, so that's, it. so that's, good. yeah, you definitely can do that for sure. So you but can you can also just sort of look at the exposures like on that page too, and just be like, right. okay, that the field is thought. saying like, yeah, um, 10% you know, whatever stat, you know, KC stacks and like, you know, uh, 25% like QB plus one and a run back stuff like that. So you can see exactly what we're using for our field, which, you know, the transparency there was really important so that people want to make adjustments where they're like, I know my field is going to be like sharper than this. I know they're going to like have a different, different exposures than what this is saying. They can adjust for that rather than not really knowing like what you're testing against. That's, I mean, I think that's as close as you're going to get as a user. Yeah. Download the field, take a look at it. Does it make sense to you? Go through it, do it maybe a couple of times, and then really just do who do you trust? Who's your favorite content creator? Uh, and 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 go and go from there, really. Like, I just don't think you could prove it. What do you, because what are your thoughts on, you know, because Brian's been pretty doom and gloom over the past couple of months about these Sims mm -hmm. kind of destroying his edge. He's hinted that it is specifically what you guys do is very similar to his process. How do you think about that from, obviously you want your Sims to succeed from a business standpoint, but maybe from an ecosystem, you know, drying up or chewing up a lot of the new players. Like, how do you think about that dynamic? Yeah, I, I've gone back and forth on that. I, I honestly don't have like super strong opinions about like what the future of the DFS ecosystem is going to be like. Um, I mean, I do disagree about the idea that like these SIM products are just going to sort of like compete with each other and like eat into each other's um, price. Like uh, the prices are all going to like drop and suddenly there's going to be like $20 um sims that are like equivalent to what is out there now i mean if you've looked at like the optimizer space like that has not happened at all in terms of like pricing for um you know there's there's cheap optimizers that have popped up um that are not as good as like the best out there um in terms of of how you can build lineups and i think probably same with like projections and like anything else there's going to be cheap knockoff sims that like aren't as good as the best ones. And so, yeah, there will be other options for people that want to have like the SIM name, but like not as good of a product. But uh, I don't see this being like SIM products are just like slowly getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper until everybody has access to at least the type of SIMs that are going to kill the ecosystem. Um, certainly like the field is getting sharper. 
I think that was already happening before Sims. It probably the Sims won't help, but I think that there's many years left of uh, profitability for sharp players. I don't think it's like, oh, next year this time there's going to be no edge left. Uh, I think obviously it depends on the game, the sport. Like MLB, I think is is a lot closer to I, I don't think that, that it's dead or anything but there's less edge just in like the variance with the rake and the variance in the sport mm. it's just harder to find that edge um but like nfl showdown i mean if you look at like the our like post contest ROIs, it's like 90 percent of 150 maxers are plus ev and like quite significantly even ones that like you are for sure like not using our sims so it's there's clearly like there's different levels of edge in in the different games and i think stuff like showdown and mma and and then like sports where you can find a projection edge too that's lower variance there's going to be um dead money to to beat for a long time uh we we had a back and forth on twitter on that so maybe we should maybe we should talk about that the post post contest sim for people who don't know is slightly different this they also offer that at saber sim and other sites where uh you can go and look and not every gpp but a bunch of them and see how uh, like the users simulated roi against the actual real field not against the mm-hmm. predicted one so it's much more accurate um now a criticism all of us share is that it depends on whose data and play-by-play sims etc that you are using to judge each of these players by which is of course is completely fair um and one mm. of my concerns was more so the percentage of 150 maxers showing up as plus ev in in sims and mm. um so like i i and i haven't really kept up with this uh too lazy but like i in the few days i did look at it in baseball there was what seemed to me to be like kind of a shocking amount of 150ers who weren't plus ev in multiple different post lock sims and i talked also talked to you talked to nerdy tenor uh aka the man who ruined dfs um and he said in his sims he was seeing he was seeing more post lock sims of more people showing plus ev uh than both saber sim and stochastic so there's a lot of debate here you know i don't know take what that what you will what do you what do you how do you feel about this yeah i think definitely the projection i mean obviously the reason why like saber sim and stochastic would disagree is is one the source of projection is you know we're using uh the respective projection you know mean projections and just the ranges of outcomes are going to be different even with the same projection set we're going to get different results because like we have the play-by-play sims and i don't know what other sites are doing but um obviously we're not going to be generating the distributions in the same way um but i do think i think looking at the percentage of 150 maxers that are plus ev is at least a signal. Um, it's definitely not perfect because the far the more your projections that you're using to generate those ROIs, like the more they differ from what like the field is using. The you know if if 150 maxers as a whole are like using projections that are far different than what you're using, then it's gonna 
um, change the results a lot. But like it, like I said, it, it is pretty clear. Like when you look at the NFL showdown ROIs and you sort 150 maxers, like I think probably I, I haven't looked at like stochastic or, or other sites, but ours are showing just like very clear, sharp users, like all at the top and like basically everyone that you would expect to be plus EV is solidly plus EV and for MLB, it's like more hit and miss. Um, but also in MLB, I, I can believe more that people that we think of as sharp might not really be profitable because MLB is really hard. So it's kind of hard to, to tell. For sure, there's less edge though. I, I think that's a decent, uh, um, at least like litmus test. But you, so you don't think, uh, what's your like uh, five-year vision of the DFS ecosystem? What do you, what do you see? You just see everything will be fine, smooth sailing from here on out. I, I think the DFS will be around in five years. It will be a bit smaller than it is now, but like I don't think it's going to be dead. Um, I think, uh, you know, there's. There's always going to be, as long as there are these top-heavy contests, especially for NFL. Um, I mean, I think Levitan was talking about that on your your show a couple weeks ago. Like, there's always going to be people that are going for those big uh, payouts, even if they know that there's no edge, or people try to convince them that there's no edge. So I think it's going to be popular. Um, but I don't know. I'm not really like. I don't feel like I'm knowledgeable enough to know like what the ecosystem is going to be like. But I. I don't think that it's shrinking. If it's shrinking, it's like very, very slow. And I think it'll sort of plateau at this like point where there's going to be plenty of people still playing edge to be had, but just like smaller edges. And you kind of have to pick and choose where you're going to focus your energy. And I think you'll, you'll need to have like Sims tools to like be able to, to realize that um, in a lot of sports for sure. From like a competition perspective with all the other sim products, do you guys view it as like, hey, we have a big head start on everyone. We are really fine tuning things. We're on the bleeding edge and we just feel like there's a big enough gap right now between us and the other competitors that we'll always kind of be able to stay a step ahead. Is that kind of the calculation you guys are making? I couldn't have said it better myself, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I I do think that we're pretty far ahead. Um, I think in terms of, like I said, the, the play-by-play sims that go into the, the game sims, we like are way far ahead. We already have like, you know, a dozen different sports that we're doing this for. And then I think the other really big thing is just this streamlined platform where everything, like you can get the automated sim updates and field updates and like build your lineups and then sim your lineups all in one place i think people uh often overlook the value of that like time and that that ease of like streamlined process i mean nerdy tanner talked about it on his pod with blender right that like being able to quickly react to news is a really big edge and if you're having to like download data from a bunch of different places and like spend a bunch of time creating your fields and adjusting for news that's going to be like a pretty big source of potential error and like missing out on that value. So I think the fact that we have this like streamlined platform um, is like a really, really big advantage. And we're already sort of like working on next, the next like step in the 
the like sim uh i don't know what to call it the sim wars like the we're we're like refining stuff but we're still like innovating and building more additional like tools and yeah and stuff that i think isn't has i haven't heard talked about um so yeah you seem nauseated just saying the word sim wars it, it seemed like it pained you just to say those, those, those you two love words it together. <laughs> uh you know it's yeah it, it, the idea that that it's like this war that like oh there's all these like equally um high quality oh, like, products going at each other um wow here we go now no i mean place. yeah it, I, I mean i think that there's um i'm very glad that people are talking about sims and doing them but yeah i feel very confident that no one is close to us in terms of like the the quality of the product and and the direction that we're going so yeah let's get to some good stuff here there was a question that popped up in the chat that i flagged before that i'll pull up here parker says ask matt <laughs> about the hostile relationship with his business partner wiley and be wow. careful because i've seen wiley on on twitter he feels uh very litigious these days in some of his replies so be careful what you say yeah. but what, what's going on here with uh with wiley uh, there's nothing going on. With Wiley. Uh, we have a very, we have a very positive, we have a very positive relationship. I mean, Wiley, uh, he posted, like he tweeted a couple weeks ago, I think about, um, how well the partnership between SaberSim and RPS is going. So, um, we're, we're all good. Yeah, when you guys partnered with, with run pure, did you really have to ramp up your SIM education levels? Was that really <laughs> when you guys had to start focusing on the education aspect? Yeah, so I actually, um, I think, I mean, it's just different. It's the RPS, the the RPS users that are getting SaberSim through through RPS. It's just sort of like a different audience. I think they um, provide a different sort of value um, in terms of like the community and the uh, like the content and like people that want to like watch like those shows where it's like picking picking plays and like being part of that community. I think it's just like a completely like the Venn diagram is, is very, um, there's not a lot of like shared audience. So that's why the partnership works really well because like they can still get those SIM tools through, through RPS, um, but still have like the value that, that they provide. So. I, I, I watched RPS's show uh, Sunday or Monday, Pete, I told Pete in the DMs and uh, they did a little uh, Saber SIM primer and totally screwed it up. <laughs> I don't know if you watched. <laughs> Wiley was screwing up Big T, and uh, and and they and they and they're just the output was completely completely wrong. They they did they selected build. They didn't use the Saber Sim ownership, and and they uh, ran the sim against their own build, which they weighted Kenneth Walker like you know twenty five points or something. So he was in like tons of lineups, which would totally changed the output of the ROI and they ended up getting like yeah 8% of the guy they jacked up and it just in their heads exploded like why would the sim give us less of a guy we jacked up it was it was yeah a, i mean the the, the contest and product itself i think they're just starting to roll out like they've just had like the essentially like the lineup builder and projections and stuff like yeah. that so i think there's we'll like definitely work on the the education and no like, don't please teaching, don't. teaching was, the user yeah, please don't it was no. really entertaining <laughs> uh 
ball knower, brain knower, uh, Travis Petty wants to know how you guys ended up partners. How did that sausage get, get made? He points out two incredibly different teams. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think the fact that we are very different teams makes us a really good partnership because we're not like cannibalizing each other. Um, it's, it's hard to have a partnership like that. If like, we both have projections, you know, of like, we don't want people leaving Sabre Sim to like just join RPS and RPS doesn't want people leaving them to, to join us, but like we're doing different things. Um, they, I mean, they reached out, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I think it's been when they were like trying to, to um, partner with the optimizer and um, it was a good fit. You know, I think we, we have like integration with like their core plays and, and their player pools and projections. So they can sort of save their, their admins can save, that stuff on Saber Sim through the site and uh, yeah. Has uh, it been so a guess... successful venture the between the two? Have you uh, are you happy with the return on your time? And yeah, I, th I, I think it's been very mutually beneficial for sure. Yeah. So I get. I mean, I we do always ask our guests if they're on Team Run Pure Sports, Ship It Nation. Uh, can you pick a side? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's pretty obvious. I'm Team Rump here, so you can mark that down in your. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I I like the guys at Rump here. I think, like I said, it's it's a really good partnership for for both sides. Just makes a lot of sense. So, Brian, you got you got anything else for Matt? Um, let me think. Not, not really. I mean, we talked about uh, his how he sees this going down. I mean, I will, I will say, you know, when I said like that, the sim wars could lead to you know twenty dollar, twenty dollar sims. I was you know a little dramatic there, like you know whatever <laughs> eighty bucks or sixty bucks or whatever like a sim cost now was replacing optimizers was was more what I was getting at. Um, and I still think mm. that's definitely in, in the, uh, like a solid probability of happening. Um, you know, and, and maybe that you're maybe true. You're right. Like some of the, like the higher quality ones won't drop their price very much, but certainly someone will. That's my guess. Yeah. I mean, I think you might be right. Uh, I mean, I would say that the people that are dropping, like the, the, sim products that are dropping at prices are ones that you don't need to be as worried about like uh killing your edge anyway um but you know i, I think um yeah I, I i don't really have concerns about that particular outcome do you, you guys also... go ahead Pete. Go... no no go ahead brian do you also blame nerdy tenor for the death of dfs <laughs> yeah no, I I don't. I mean, we like I said, we've been doing contest sim stuff like internally for a long time. I I feel like Nerdy Tenor brought some of these concepts to like the forefront, but I mean, you've said people pros have been doing a lot of this stuff for a long time. I probably wrote my first contest sim like 2017 or something. Like it's not this isn't like brand new um information that no one had access to and no one had thought of before and i, I certainly don't blame him for killing dfs um i mean obviously I, i'm 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 happy that we finally got to uh release these to the world so it's been it's been a blast even if 
DFS is dead in five years, which I don't think it will be. It's it's a uh, fun to be able to like build, you know, awesome tools and and show people what we've been doing. Um, are you guys an exclusive partner with RunPure, or would you guys consider a possible joint venture with Real Good Picks, as Dennis asked? <laughs> I mean, we aren't. It, it is not exclusive. We do have a few other partners, so um, you know. Who are your Inbox other partners? Open. Uh, we are partnered with TrueDFS. Um, that's uh, I don't know Sheets, Eric Haber. You know him. Um, and then uh, we actually just started partners with Razball, which is. They like have been more focused on like projections and stuff, uh, but he's been around for a while. And Chet Gresham, right? Is it Chet? Uh, still, uh, I remember. Ball is um, Rudy Gamble is like his. Uh, oh, okay, Twitter. he might have taken over. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I was gonna say his legal name's Gamble. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Twitter. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. Maybe that well, is. Were there was there anything else, Matt? I know initially too. I had asked you that kind of all-encompassing question about bigger misconceptions in within the sim world and there was lots of different directions to take that were there any that we didn't touch on here before we get out of here um I, I'm, I'm looking through my notes no i mean i think that's you know it's like it's the accuracy of the game sims um it's the like ability to have control over the process for like for brains who want to like make rules and upload projections and then it's like the streamlined process um of having like all of your fields that that auto update if you don't want to deal with uploading those fields oh and the other thing is like on saber sim you can run 10 different contest sims of 100,000 sims each all at once and they finish within a minute so i mean that's a pretty obvious like just the performance i would say of like the speed and and, and performance of what we built is kind of um a step above um so yeah, that, that's pretty much oh, it. I guess one other question I wanted to ask you, because you guys offer sims for a ton of sports, like how much of like the sim infrastructure is being ported over from sport to sport? Say there's a new sport, F1 comes out, you know, when that comes out, and you yeah. guys are like, we're just going to be ready to go. And how much of it does require that like really hyper-specific knowledge, as you guys mentioned, hey, we're fine-tuning play-by-play mm -hmm. -play data for NFL coaches in two-minute scenarios. Like, because that's a whole nother beast. So how do you think yeah. about that as far as, you know, being spread across all these sports? That's a really good question. Uh, I mean, I think each of our sports, we don't like phone anything in for sure. Uh, I mean, obviously they're not like all the exact same quality and, and like level, you know, NFL, we're spending a lot of time even like throughout the week of like making adjustments um, as we as we see them and like set up a lot more of that work. But um, like college football, we just released this year. Um, we have sims for that. That's like using a lot of the NFL infrastructure that we already had, right? Because like it's still you know it's football. There's some different rules that we accounted for, so it's like sort of a fork off off of NFL. But for college football, it's like the big thing is the news, like the the usage and. Um, we have Eric, one of our um, data analysts, who's like probably one of the best college football like DFS players. Um, he's doing basically all of like our inputs there. But then, um, you know, other sports like MMA, honestly, might be our strongest like sport. Will basically is like um, that's his baby. Uh, so we we have a really good MMA sim. But I would say like all of our sports, we're spending like a good amount of time building out that play-by-play -play logic and really making sure that it it makes sense we're not just sort of like porting over some other code base and like tweaking 
tweaking some things and just like calling it good. We're, we're really putting time into making sure that the results like make sense. Um, I, you know, I, we're running out of time, but I did, I did have one more topic. I thought we could touch on I've got time. with, uh, um, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure Pete saw that, uh, New York band, uh, or it's looking to ban underdog, like prize picks type of player prop, um, uh, uh, you know, whatever, whatever they're 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 called. Um, October eighteenth, I think, is the D day for it in New York. Yeah. Did you so like you know what? What's your feeling on that stuff in general? And were you guys looking? I mean, you have the play by play data, and um, were you guys ever thinking about doing offering a product for incorporating that into like quickly betting those or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we we've um, done some prop stuff over the past few years. It's never really been uh we're not doing it right now just because it's kind of a distra- it felt like a distraction um to have to sort of you know we didn't want to fully automate it uh in terms of just like having like every pick because you know we're not going to get everything there's going to be mistakes and we don't want users to like be betting stuff that's like based on inaccurate info or whatever that like in the morning and so we were doing more of like hand like curation of the props and it just ended up being a distraction and we wanted to focus on DFS. But yeah, I mean, I think there's there's definitely some possibilities there. It's just tough with like how quickly they limit people, especially when it's like clear that it's like a group all betting on one prop. They're just like changing the lines fast. They're limiting people and it, it's, I don't know, we're, we're still trying to figure out like where we want to enter that space of whether it's like you know the the actual player props or like prize picks underdog pick them formats um i think you know we'll see once we sort of like get through everything that we want to do for dfs we'll maybe put some more focus into that kind of thing it still always blows my mind because like thinking back like five years ago and it was always you know you know sports betting and all these types of games this is the future this is where everything's headed it's going to be like an arms race and all of this stuff and then still year after year it never changes it's very hard to build tools and content for those kind of games because of all the dynamics you said the line shopping the things moving Mm -hmm. you push it out to your crew like say you guys find a huge roi on some correlated pick them and it's like well then they move the line and you know in three minutes after a hundred users hit it it's like it's really really hard to do from both of those standpoints it's kind of impossible because the whole point is to not be public about it that's kind of like the whole point of sports betting is like, you don't want to be public about it. And so the minute you make it public, you're just betraying right. the kind of rule number one of sports betting because you don't want them to know. So it's tough to do in a commercial, commercial setting. It's also just like a bummer. you know, they're cracking down. I mean, we've talked about it on this show with, with Jeremy looks like they're, that, that, that threat was uh, very real. And so hopefully they could, um, pull out some uh some some political lobbying for themselves and <clears throat> kind of get their niche niche in there something some some way but yeah that that's got to be pretty scary for the employees over there Matt tell mm. the people where they can find stuff obviously sabersim.com anything any other resources if people's interest is peaked here to uh check out what you guys are doing over there Yeah I mean sabersim.com we've got a free five-day trial of like the sims product too so there's really you know no no reason not to at least try it out and um you know join our our discord and and we've got like daily 
office hours that we call them that's you know videos just like anybody can ask questions get get answers on how to use the product what we do so and then you know we've got a youtube channel with lots of education about um all of the the things that we do so yeah i mean sign up for a trial and and check it out for yourself do you want me to you want me to tell you how to really drum up some customers here and really endear yourself to the uh, to the hearts of America? I think if you close this show calling Travis Pe Petty a pussy, I think it would just do <laughs> incredible things for your Q rating. Uh, he won't do it. I, I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> Come on, I'll call Travis Petty. I mean, he's out here. He's chirping. He slid into my DMs. He's trying to troll me during the show here. I mean, fine. I'll say it. Travis Petty's a pussy. Whoa. Uh, we'll see you guys <laughs> next time on LOL. <laughs>